Welcome back to Ranch Rock Reggae. It is the first of Spooktober, and I'm Natasha Devine. And uh, today we're talking about Switzerland. Have you ever looked at Swiss cheese with all those holes in it and got trypophobia? You know, a fear that there might be something lurking in the holes. Well, today, that's what I'm going to expose. There is something lurking in the holes of Switzerland. And uh, essentially what it comes down to, what it is, is, uh, you know, if you don't feel like sitting through the whole thing, it's uh, weird occultic globalism. And uh, it's not just the WEF. Uh, you might think, oh, well, it was kind of just a situation like where the globalist elite of the world, they saw an opportunity in a place that wasn't developed. There's more to it. But if you're completely lost on what I'm talking about, what is the WEF, um, et cetera, you're a little bit behind. But here's a little clip um, from World Economic Forum 2023 uh, news coverage. And I think it'll explain enough uh, for those who are a little bit confused about why everybody keeps talking shit about the WEF. Nestled in the Swiss Alps at an altitude of 5,100 feet, Davos is the highest town in Europe. The World Economic Forum says it picked the Alpine hideaway, about 100 miles south of Zurich, because it was the ideal retreat to get away from all the trappings of daily reality. Another benefit, in 1971, when the meeting was started by German economics professor Klaus Schwab, the town of Davos had recently built a big conference that CEOs and political leaders could also hobnob on the ski slopes. The World Economic Forum styles itself as an independent, nonprofit organization, but it's also big business. Davos is all about access, and in true capitalist form, the more you pay, the more access you get, with your status determined by the color of your badge. Journalists and activists get in for free, but for everyone else who wants to be part of the elite Davos club, fees range from the tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Companies like Salesforce and Meta spend hundreds of thousands more to set up buildings on the promenade, where leaders schmooze potential clients and the media, sometimes at lavish late-night parties. That schmooze is key, how paying participants get a return on their six figures. Musician Will I Am, primatologist Jane Goodall, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, Alphabet CFO Ruth Porat, ECB President Christine In theory, we could strike up a conversation in the line for coffee with any of these folks this year. Networking aside, Weff says the point of Davos is to embrace the principle of stakeholder capitalism. The idea that businesses should serve all stakeholders, that is, employees, customers, and the public as a whole, and not just shareholders. Davos comes under regular criticism, in part for the gulf between how its participants see themselves and that mission, and how the rest of the world, the other 99.99%, sees it and them. Weff touts the real change it says it is catalyzed from increased global coordination on attack to the pivotal 1992 speech by South African President F.W. de Klerk together with Nelson Mandela. It's unclear whether its more recent dramatic moments, like urging participants in 2020 to act urgently on climate change, yielded equally dramatic results. 
You can't escape the optics of billionaires flying in on their gas-guzzling private jets. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon reportedly called Davos a place where billionaires tell millionaires what the middle class feels. Uh, and I think in this case, uh, Jamie Dimon uh, was right. Um, it's a place where billionaires tell millionaires what, what the middle class gets. And the working class and very poor, well, you're just a meme to be referenced uh, as a virtue signal by these people. Uh, so while well, that's shady enough, um, obviously there are lots of, I hate to use the term, but conspiracy theories, right? A lot of uh, ideas going around rumors regarding um, the WEF and their activities at Davos, right? Uh, obviously anything with a gathering of all the super rich being uh, weird as hell. Uh, is going to be a little bit of a concern for the, the common people. Um, but let me expand into the weirdness, uh, not just of WEF and the rich people and all the strange things they do there, uh, but also uh, the weirdness of Switzerland the country as and the, I guess, uh, I, I really just have to say weirdness. <laughs> it's a little bit occultic, it's a little bit internationalist. Uh, they, they, there's a lot of uh, syncretic activity going on here. Uh, I found this video, I was looking for videos regarding um, this Swiss uh, performance uh, that was for the opening of the Godard Tunnel. Now, um, some people are listing this as CERN Tunnel. It's not really related directly to CERN, although it is nearby, so a lot of people are linking it together. Uh, but if you see footage of this labeled as CERN, it's not taking place at CERN. It's not taking place um, at the Large Hadron Collider. Um, it's taking place at the Godard Tunnel, which is a train tunnel going through a mountain. Uh, it took 17 years to complete, uh, but I guess it was originally envisioned as an idea back in the 40s or something like that. Uh, so I found this Christian guy talking about it. Now his interpretation uh, obviously is going to be a little bit different than mine because I'm not a Christian. However, a lot of these occultic people, uh, especially the European ones, uh, as I've said many times before, do work within a Christian framework. So they will be trying to do things that specifically blaspheme against Christianity more than other religions. Um, so um, a Christian interpretation in, in this case 
vanity, it's not presenting the viewpoint of me or the people in uh, the video per se. So check this out.
what we are seeing is the all-seeing unclean spirits. This could represent the Celtic or Celtic spiral, which ties into a triune being or what is known as the triple goddess or triple goddess in and be likened to a spiral so that three spirals could represent nine months, providing an explanation for a link between fertility and the triple spiral symbol. It also represents the Celtic belief of the three realms, which are land, sea, and sky, and a triple strand DNA. I believe all of this is being portrayed, but I also believe the triple strand DNA is more so being shown because of what happens next. A lowercase g god will be mating with a daughter of man to produce a child, just like in Genesis. What you will now see is Satan having sex with the woman. This is obvious from the sounds and what is going on. This is why I stated I believe it points more to the triple strand DNA. Now the beast and the woman have become one. The seed of the beast is in the woman's womb 
as you will see. And she is going to give birth to the man of sin, the Antichrist. I know it, it's crazy, but as you can see, this is what is going on. And this is what they are showing. Uh, yeah, I mean, was that weird enough for you or what? So, going with that theme of spirals, reading, meaning three, uh, triune goddesses or whatever, uh, I, I looked at the World Economic Forum logo, you guys can see this. And even though there are four O's in it, three, three of the O's have this line drawn through them, connecting them, almost like that triune goddess symbol, right? Why exactly does the logo connect these three O's or circles, ellipses, whatever you want to call them? Uh, why are they connected like that? Those are the only things that are connected um, in this entire logo. Nothing else is connected but the three circles. So keep that in mind. Now, as I said, the video you just watched, that was for the opening of a train tunnel, the completion of a construction project. But this is how weird Switzerland is. 
They have all this occultic symbolism. Now, the guy is, is uh, ethnically a German that did the art, but he's been living in Switzerland for some time. Uh, and a lot of Germans and French and people from all over uh, that are into weird stuff have, you know, been drawn to Switzerland over the years. Um, now, that's one weird thing you just saw in Switzerland that is, you know, Switzerland is not a very large country. So in a sense, you get that ritual ceremony that you just saw was near both CERN and Davos, where they have WEF. But let's go back to Davos for a moment and see some of the type of weird things that these rich people go there do. Now, this is supposed to be some sort of, quote unquote, energy treatment. Now, I know we've been talking a lot about energy weapons and things like that. Uh, but this is the type of things these rich people go and look at uh, at WEF. So have a look here. And there's a there's always a huge dissipation of energy and a feeling of relief, release, freedom. <laughs> Expression of emotion may happen when the system moves, when energy that was stored or bound up in the muscles begins to dissipate. And if we're we're really free to express and allow energy that's been bound in our bodies to move through, this woman is like a, an incredible dancer, actress. Um, just a human being, and she has practiced just allowing things to move through, but even with that, things get bound up. Uh, Most people wouldn't, in this, especially in Davos, in this environment, wouldn't make that sound. So you know what, they would have physical pain, tension building up in the body. So we've just made it easier for that energy to be liberated, and if you just suspend the story, suspend the conditioning, the body will start... So I don't, you might have just been looking at the way that the woman was writing and acting weird. I'm not sure if you're really paying attention to what the man was saying, but the man presenting was basically trying to normalize allowing different energies to flow through your body in an atmosphere that you're comfortable in. Uh, most people wouldn't be comfortable making a sound like this, especially the place like this at Davos in front of all these people, you know. Uh, and but she is a, a skilled dancer and actress and she's practiced let it first of all that sounds like somebody trying to allow for demonic possession honestly uh, how real actual physical demonic possession is i don't know but in the schools that believe that it's real and it works that's the type of stuff that they talk about <laughs> okay and uh, so there's that. Then the fact that she's just acting basically crazy. Like she's having like an autistic fit or something or an exorcism. She's just, she's screeching. She's writhing. She doesn't look comfortable. The guy keeps talking about, you know, she's learned to relax and in an atmosphere where we're comfortable with it. How, do, how does that look comfortable, laying on a flat, hard table, writhing and screaming and screeching? And then he's like, like, it's very weird. There's more footage of it that I could show you, but I, I don't want to get into putting long, you know, just <laughs> ridiculous screeching fests on here. Um, 
there was also more from that uh, tunnel opening where they had like guys dressed as uh, construction workers dancing in front of something that looked like Satan. Uh, but the guy was doing like a, a voiceover all about Jesus and stuff. And I didn't really feel like that it was necessarily directly related. He was just telling you like how you need to repent and eat, you know, Europe is evil. And stuff like, like everybody didn't know Europe's evil. Right. Um, but the, crux of what I'm getting at is that there's a lot of very strange stuff going on in Switzerland. So we, we see those things. We see that very bizarre ritual for the construction thing. We see the weird type of things that go on at Davos among the very, very, very rich. And so now let's talk about CERN. Okay. Um, CERN is essentially um, the most respected scientists in the world. Uh, and there's you know 23 countries that are involved with CERN. It's not just Switzerland, but it started in Switzerland. It is in Switzerland. And uh, here's a short to the point video about CERN. most respected scientists from 23 countries in the world are not having a vaccine campaign for COVID. Yet everybody else in the world was supposed to trust the science and get vaccinated to keep their jobs and to go to restaurants and to do all, to basically do anything. You see that two-tiered society there. So let's look a little bit um, in the history of Switzerland, because I thought, I was like, looking into this stuff, what is the history of uh, Switzerland and how does it play into this? Are they, do they have an occultic history, you know? Um, and if you notice in that CERN thing, it said that CERN was the first, one of the first international ventures in Europe. So I noticed another first uh, in Switzerland, which was Switzerland was the first country where the government uh, essentially took over persecuting witches and didn't require involvement from the church. Um, now that might sound like, oh, their government was very moral and upstanding. But if you think about it, they're the first, they're the first ones. This is the beginning of the government specifically 
independent of any religious authority, trying to tell people who is righteous, who is evil, based on a government standard. Not based on the standard of a religious authority. We're not talking about priests going out and throwing witches in the water. We're talking about systemic persecution of supposed witches by the state. So that's a little bit different. The Valai witch trials. The Valai witch trials uh, consisted of witch hunt and a series of witch trials that took place in the Valai, uh, House of Savoy, today part of Switzerland, beginning in 1428. It's the first of systemic campaigns which will become much more widespread in the decades to come, initiating the period of witch trials in Europe. So while they essentially began the trend of witch trials, they were not doing it under any religious authority. They were doing it under the auspices of the government. Put that together with all of the harebrained international law type schemes that have come out of Davos, so on and so forth, right? But then there's all sorts of other weird um, <laughs> stuff going on in Switzerland. So what is going on at CERN? There are a million different um, theories about what supposedly secretly is going on at CERN. But what we do know for sure is that they have what they call a large Hadron Collider. And the process for this being um, developed, essentially, was these scientists, this group of scientists from CERN, they went uh, to civic engineers and asked them what was the largest um, size of a machine that could be built in Geneva from a civil engineering perspective. They already had many uh, particle acceleration machines. Uh, this is to study nuclear particle physics, okay? Um, yet, for some reason, they felt that they needed this really, really, really large one, so large that it literally has large in the name, right? Um, so, again, weird weird because why and they give you some examples like oh they're doing more than but when you look at their other work with their existing uh, particle accelerators it doesn't seem that this large hadron thing uh has really provided a significant amount more uh, of results. Now, maybe I'm reading into it and they were just wrong to begin with. It's maybe incompetence, maybe them thinking that the larger Hadron thing was, was going to uh, help their research so significantly that it was worth all this ridiculous amount of money in construction. Um, but it, it seems like it was just a lie. It it really it, it just seems like it was a lie. 
So meanwhile, um, also uh, in Switzerland, um, you may be familiar, or maybe maybe you're not with with this guy. Do you have you guys uh, seen this fellow before? That's the child eater of Bern. Uh, yeah, he's in Bern, Switzerland. And it's a 500-year-old sculpture depicting a man eating a sack of babies. Just, ah, right? That's a baby that he's putting in his mouth right there. And if you see, he's got a whole bunch of other ones in a bag there. And the creepy thing about it is nobody is exactly sure what it represents. Some people said that it may have been an anti-Semitic thing, that uh, it represented... Uh, Jews. So I looked into that about anti-Semitism. I said, well, maybe that's the real story and they just don't want to talk about it and they leave it up because they just, you know, they don't want to talk about how it's anti-Semitic. And they do have some uh, weird ideas um, about the eternal Jew in Sweden. Um, but you have it like not Henry Ford's the eternal Jew, but in this weird uh, story where they say they would talk about there's a lot of focus in in, in uh, Swiss myth mythology and folklore about places that supposedly were once beautiful and green uh, covered with flowers and trees that are now just ice and snow and this supposedly according to some folklore in Switzerland is because of uh, the eternal Jew passed through once and said, I will, I will bless this land because it's beautiful and it became all green and beautiful, whatever. Then he passed through uh, a second time and um, supposedly the people were bad or something there and the city crumbled. And then the third time that the eternal Jew passed, passes through everything turns to ice and snow and there's nothing there. It's almost, it's not like uh, like it hates the Jew, but it's almost like it fears the Jew. Like if the Jew sees us and how we are, our land will become cursed. That's what the messaging. So it's a very unusual historical mess messaging as far as Europeans go, in my opinion. Usually it's either we love the Jew because he's related to Jesus or something, or we hate the Jew because they didn't save Jesus uh, when the Romans came from, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but it's called the, uh, let me try to pronounce this, Kindlifresserbrunnen. Kindlifresserbrunnen, Child Eater Fountain. It's painted a stone fountain at the Kornhausplatz um, in Bern, Switzerland. And Another idea is that um, it represented uh, some guy in Swiss history who was very uh, jealous of his brother, who was younger than him, uh, taking power as he went around killing all the children in the town. And then there's the third idea uh, that it represents um, uh, Greek mythology, which I think is 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 less 
likely, in my opinion. Uh, but it represents a Greek god who, Kronos, uh, who um, eats all of his little god children to keep them from usurping uh, his throne. So maybe it's that. I'm not sure what it is, but again, it's in Switzerland and it's fucking weird and creepy. There's a lot of weird, creepy stuff going on in Switzerland. And if you see all of these firsts in Switzerland relate both to globalism and government control. Um, it especially was weird to me to find that the witch trials in Switzerland were not only the most brutal in Europe, but they were not done under any religious authority, but just run by the government. I did not know that until I did this research. Um, I knew there were witch trials in Switzerland. I knew there were witch trials throughout Europe and that Switzerland had some, uh, some brutal ones. Uh, but until I really started looking into it, I didn't realize that it was the state doing it. Like that's a whole different viewpoint on a witch trial, isn't it? When the government is doing it. Um, but Switzerland historically has been what they call politically neutral, which is also an unusual thing. That means that, uh, you know, they, they didn't stand against the Nazis. They didn't stand with the Nazis, but they didn't stand against the Nazis. Uh, so on and so forth throughout history. Um, there is also a lot of weird uh, activity in regard to uh, the, the transgender and the gender surgeries um, in Switzerland. So maybe their neutrality extends to gender, to gender neutrality, acceptance of that, um, which would be another occultic weird symbolism. Uh, but it seems that Switzerland is essentially uh, the melting pot of the white European people. Uh, and they have been attracted there uh, because of its kind of remote feeling. It feels like it's far away from everything, but it's not that far away from the rest of Europe. Uh, but it, it, it's so heavily wooded and, and you feel isolated there. Um, and of course, places that are or feel isolated attract a lot of uh, occultic activity. So I'm sure a lot of weird things have gone on uh, in the uh, woods, in those thick, dense woods of Switzerland. Uh, but the other thing is I found out about this witch museum. So the Witch Museum in Switzerland actually um, has something to do with the government again. And 
it was recently, um, and I can't find the info on the year right now, to be honest with you, uh, but we're gonna check this out. And uh, it's, again, extremely, extremely weird. So I'm um, going to take a break while this uh, advertisement and we'll be right back. Are you tired of being bullied for having a whack-ass boring wardrobe? Answer is simple. Get some style. Stop dressing like a chump. Get you some stylish gear from Fight League. T-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, and much, much more. Merch.fightweek.com Look around and get rid of that whack-ass T-shirt you're wearing. You know you want to join the cool kids, gang? Fightweek.com now! got some footage here and just all I can just say is watch it sie hat keine Hakenase, kein Buckel 
und fliegt auch nicht auf einem Besen durch die Gegend. Und trotzdem ist Jacqueline Schaller eine richtige Hex, sagt sie. Eine Hex ist eine Vollkommenheit. Das soll nicht überheblich tönen, aber das ist eine Frau, die Facetten lebt, die die Jungfrau lebt, die Mutter und schlussendlich die weise Alte mit all ihren medialen Fähigkeiten und Urkräften. Mit Ritualen der freien Natur und Energieübertragungen und dank diesen Urkräften und medialen Fähigkeiten können sie Kontakt mit den Seelen von Verstorbenen aufnehmen, Gedanken lesen und Zukunft voraussagen. Ihre spezielle Gabe hat sie schon sehr früh an sich entdeckt. Es war ein als Kind, als ich mit meiner Katze geredet habe. Ich war in Österreich und Katze in der Schweiz. Und ich habe sie gesehen und sie hat dort mir gesagt, dass sie sterben wird. Und das war auch so. Gewesen. Ja. Als Hex nennt sich Jacqueline Schaller Galuna. Galuna ist der botanische Name des Heidekraut, der Glückspflanze. Sie sagt keine böse Hex. Grundsätzlich mache sie alles zum Wohl von allen. Und sie möchte Vorurteile abbauen. Darum hat sie eine Hexenschule gegründet, wo sie ihr Wissen an Frauen weitergibt. Bei sich die nicht etwa in einem Hexenhäuschen, sondern in einem Hundskommunen Mehrfamilienhaus zu Kalnach. Da praktiziert sie unter anderem die Kunst vom Kartenlegen. Oh, sehr schön. Ich habe auf unsere Tagkarte ausgelegt. Arbeit wird gefestigt über die Spiritualität. Hier ist jemand, der so etwas unsicher ist. Das ist ein jüngerer Mann, der noch nicht so weiss, ob er das Ganze glauben und ernst nehmen soll. Spannend. Bis vor kurzem hat die Mutter von zwei erwachsenen Kindern noch im Büro von einer Eisengüsserei gearbeitet. Jetzt ist sie Vollzeit-Hex. Die Reaktionen im Bauerdorf waren am Anfang heftig. Vor allem von religiösen Gemeinschaften sind Briefe gekommen. Du bist am Teufel ab dem Karren gekommen. Man erschrickt. Ich kann nicht anders. Das, das bin ich. Und je mehr dass ich dazu stehe und je mehr dass die Öffentlichkeit so erfahrt und auch erfahrt, was ist eine Hexe, was bedeutet der Begriff Hexe überhaupt, umso einfacher wird es. Mittlerweile ist sie akzeptiert im Dorf. Im Lämmerhex spielen die vier natürlichen Elemente Luft, Erde, Wasser und Feuer eine zentrale Rolle. Auch bei dem Ritual, das die Galuna einer Schülerin beibringt. Wir machen ein Sonnenmondritual. Wir aktivieren weibliche und männliche Energien. Und das bringt? Das bringt, damit ein nächster neuer Zyklus stattfinden kann, weil jede Jahreszeit steht in einem anderen Element. Die Musik kommt ab dem Smartphone. Auch die Hexen gehen mit der Zeit. Natur, Sekunde und spirituelle Ritual. Das entspricht der Hexenschülerin Claudia Fries voll und ganz. Ich lebe sehr gerne in der Natur. Ich lebe mit Kräutchen. Ich bin eine kleine Kräutchenhexe. Früher habe ich das mehr im stillen Kämmerli gemacht. Und heute kann ich es doch einfach machen. Egal, ob jemand ruhig ist oder mir zuschaut. Salut, Weib. Sind wir eins? Ich danke es. Harmonie pur. Auch da bricht sie das Klischee. Die Hexe aus dem Berner Seeland.
I mean, what the fuck are they doing out there? Uh, first off, I hope you notice I left the text up on the side there uh, to make sure everybody read that that was put out by the Swiss Broadcasting Company. That's the government TV of Switzerland is promoting witchcraft. Not just witchcraft, like, oh, uh, there's this history and look at these interesting things, but literally go to the school to learn how to be a witch. She's not wicked. Uh, all, all of the, <laughs> like, and the woman clearly has mental illness, right? Like, unless you think that that's normal the way that she was acting. Uh, but did you notice where it said that the lady who runs the witch school is from? Did you see? She's from Bern. Oh. So uh, if we remember correctly, sorry, that uh, that was a Julian had lady. That was the lady who was shaking her butt at the WEF right there. The lady was from Bern. So what does that mean? She grew up in a place. Uh, obviously, where not only was it, it was uh, witchcraft. She was comfortable being openly um, a witch there. Uh, but more importantly, what's in Bern? The child eater statue. So she grew up in the shadow of uh, a statue of a man in a, you know, old fashioned outfit eating babies. Like, and everybody just walks past it. Hey, look at that interesting sculpture. I mean, how is that normal? Like, you know, this lady's gonna turn out normal. No one is sure why. Nobody thinks that's weird that there's a statue and grand display in a big central plaza of in Europe. We should really figure out what's the origin of this. Like, what? Nobody really took the time to say, hey, it was it's a little weird here. Uh, you know, people are asking questions. And I feel like that that's the thing of it, because like our, our Swiss people were have Swiss people not been asking questions about this? Like why was it not important throughout these five hundred years to determine why this motherfucker is eating a bag of babies in the center of the town. They're, they have to know, right? They have to know, but they just don't want to reveal some sort of embarrassing fact that the international community is the way I feel it must be because you can't, is there something wrong with them? They just walk past a statue of a guy eating a baby and nobody asked. Nobody looked into this. Nobody did research for 500 fucking years. What is wrong with your country? Well, they also not only have a witch school, but they have a witch museum. Check this out. 
Now, that small country for all this. These are kind of bands you play in Switzerland, by the way. very happy to be nominated for the EMEA 2020 award and wish you all an enjoyable short tour in and around our museum. The Hexmuseum Schweiz, Museum of Witchcraft Switzerland, a historical folklore museum, was founded in 2009. 2018 we moved to the current location in the Castle Liebeck in Granichen, County Aargau, around 40 kilometers away from Zurich. The Hexenmuseum Schweiz is a private museum owned by its current director Wickermeyer Spring. We are happy to have 21 volunteer helpers aged between 21 and 65, mostly women from different nationalities. Thanks to their different languages, we can offer an audio guide in six different languages downloadable to the smartphones of our visitors. Switzerland was an inglorious place for witch hunting and trials. Mostly burnt were 10,000 women, children and men. Modern witches are better known today than ever. This is also thanks to numerous films and books. We show a wide collection of magical tools from famous witches from all over the world. Magic formulas and spells are among the oldest records from all areas of the world. Health and happiness are central themes in human life. In times of poor medical care, so characterized by a worldview that took God given whatever happens, men had to encounter threatening life situations with little rationality. In addition to prayers, religious customs and rituals, a variety of plants, minerals, fossils, animals and animal products for healing, purposes as well as to influence the personal fate, as protection against the countless dangers for body and soul, to ward off witches and demons and to avert disasters. Divination, be it crying, mirror or crystal ball gazing, tarot cards or le nommant, palmistry, we show and explain it all. We do own the original Itala deck of Madame Lenormand and have a nice collection of very old hand-painted and rare tarot cards from Italy. The room Politeison gives an overview of the ancient goddesses and gods, different traditions and belief systems. Ghosts and hauntings are well known in Switzerland. We do have some famous haunted houses and many tales to tell. Of course, is the Castle Liebeck Hound too? Come in, if you dare. Dracula, kill this 
So that is the type of, <clears throat> I just let the whole thing play through because the, what they're using to promote their museum of witchcraft, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like just like a normal scholarly historical thing. They're clearly promoting witchcraft itself. Um, they have some weird Swiss bands, like death metal bands, uh, plan, whatever. But it was the, the thing was, and that's a lot of the bands in Sweden, I mean, in Switzerland, are in that kind of vibe and that style. But then, why did they have the Dracula video? I mean, Vlad Tavis was in Romania. Uh, obviously, they're basing it maybe off of, you know, the, the fictional tale where Dracula is, is a vampire, right? But uh, it still wasn't in Switzerland. So what is going on there? Are they just saying that they like to drink blood or that was very weird insertion of that Dracula bit in there. Um, but, you know, as weird as Europe is, that place that you're looking at right there, if you heard the woman, I know she had a very strong accent, but she said that they were the best uh, museum in 2020. 2020, the year of all the lockdowns and all the symbolism and all the coercion and the massive human sacrifice and death. Uh, the, the witchcraft museum is the, uh, or museum, Swiss Museum of Witchcraft uh, is the best museum in Europe. So I'm just putting all this together. You can uh, make of it what you will, but I'm, I'm sure there's a couple of things in there that might stand out to you as seeming real strange. Um, the amount of weird overlap, uh, the, the repetition of government control and witchcraft, you know, are those two things uh, repeating themselves in, in the motifs here. And uh, then the fact that the top scientists in the world have COVID-19 vaccine campaign. Uh, they're in Switzerland. It it says something to me about the occult and state control. 
because uh, all the regular people around the world had to make some pretty hard decisions uh, for a lot of them, uh, you know, keep your job, be able to go to restaurants in public and all these type of things that they offered you in order to uh, get uh, the jab, you know. So we hear all these different theories about all the, the Freemasons, the Jews, the uh, Jesuits, uh, the cabal the of, of uh, we, you know, pedophiles, all these different things. Um, but those all seem like a distraction for uh, something bigger going on in Switzerland. So uh, CERN, WEF, all this weird witch stuff, um, it's just too much weird coincidence. I don't know 100% exactly what it means, but there's something shady going on in Switzerland. So uh, go ahead and do some more research on Switzerland and uh, I guess you can tell me what you think of that. But I'm gonna go ahead and end this stream. It's getting a little bit long uh, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your October or day. Good night. Exist in a bubble. The story of oppression is a story of struggle. Why do man need to take up the gun to protect himself from oppression? Freedom and peace. Freedom and peace go together. Freedom and peace. Freedom and peace go together. Our people are going to stay free. Baby.